0: You in that fucking Taco Bell, you get a fucking Crunchwrap Supreme over there? No, I got
1: the 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 chicken nugget taco. It's got fried the f- chicken in. <laughs> they have a chicken nugget taco. It's got fried taco? chicken nuggets.
2: Oh, oh my it's god. It's
1: genius. Here's what they do. They got the KFC combination, KFC Taco Bell. And oh, okay. They 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 position it like it's, "Oh, we're doing a special Baja fried chicken taco," but it's literally just a KFC tender in a taco shell. That's smart. And it's
0: That's fucking amazing. That's a bad idea, yeah. Hell
2: yeah. It seems like a better way to eat the KFC chicken than just like as a plain tender or dipping it in barbecue sauce or something. Why not have a little taco around it? Yeah, one oh, hundred percent dude.
0: When I would drive through Ohio to go from Pittsburgh to Michigan, I would stop at the the you know, the rest stops and stuff, and they would have like an Aubon pain and a Sparrow and a Burger <laughs> King and a Starbucks, and the same people would work in all of the stores. And I always thought to myself, like, man, I bet they make themselves some incredible shit in the break rooms back
1: there. Oh, like hybrid sandwiches? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, taking like a baguette from Oban Pen and then some kind of sauce from Starbucks and then just putting like Burger King, like burgers on it. Mm-hmm. That sounds
0: amazing. Yeah. Having like a fucking uh, Whopper pizza or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I bet mean, you can get pretty <laughs> oh. creative hell yeah i haven't had anything exciting to eat you know what i had for for uh breakfast yesterday i got poison ivy on my arm that was
1: my fucking breakfast what the fuck? <laughs> fourth of july of all days poison ivy does not respect america's birthday you no know, i've often called poison ivy the osama bin laden of plants <laughs> <laughs>
2: Was it created by the CIA too? Yeah,
0: you know what? I'm willing to pin this Seeing one on them. Thing is the
1: CIA created Lyme disease in a gain of function research experiment. I would say it's likely <laughs> <laughs> they created Lyme. Oh my god. How deep does it go? I just told somebody recently that like um uh the
0: the drummer from the Police's dad was one of the founding members of the um CIA and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's nothing." The the guy who founded the CIA like fired off a gun right behind the president's head in the White House or in the oval office <laughs> just to show he could do it.
2: <laughs> like what the fuck, man? Which one? One of the Dulleses or before them?
0: No, it was uh, Wild Bill um uh CIA, what the fuck is his name? Mm. No, no, William J Donovan. William Joseph Wild Bill Donovan.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> America is such an insane country cuz if you tell if you tell me there's a historical figure named Wild Bill Donovan, I'm like he could be a serial killer. He could be someone who was mm-hmm. really high up in intelligence or the military, or he could be some kind of like union labor leader who was beloved by workers across the country. Like all of those could be equally likely.
1: Or a mm-hmm. freaking cowboy <laughs> who gunned down forty <laughs> engines with a single six shooter. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the um, math on that one,
0: folks.
2: That's Wild Bill Hickok, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I did already say serial killer.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. How many fucking Wild Bills do we got? We got Hickok. We got Donovan. We got Wild Bill's tobacco. We got Wild the little Wild
2: Bill on the beef
0: jerky packages.
2: Um, I feel like there had to have been a football four. player named Wild Bill, right? Like he's just like Wild Bill. He's six foot two and he's unstoppable on the pitch. Undoubtedly,
0: <laughs> he probably played for Texas Tech in the eighties or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm out of the loop on the news what's the welcome to bp blood is everybody the number one show where your hosts have no idea what the fuck is going on that's um, not
1: it- true i know exactly <laughs> what's going on it's reptilians dmt scopolamine taco bell for me right now and several other government conspiracies that will come to light over the course of this episode just stay <laughs> tuned
0: yeah, Hunter Todd, Biden if you're write has new- <laughs> Morgellon syndrome.
2: <laughs> Todd, if you're going to write new that, verses yeah, no, for Hunter uh... Biden,
1: is getting fucking Hunter, Bi- Hunter and Joe are getting fucking gacked in the Oval Office.
2: <laughs> I might have to vote for them if that's true. That's it that seems pretty cool.
1: That might be the coolest, the second coolest thing that ever happened in the Oval Office. The first, of course being Bill Clinton um, fingering an intern with a cigar.
2: <laughs> he would have to drop Kamala Harris, though, if it's President Joe Biden and Vice President uh, Bo Biden. Wait, what's his name? Hunter Biden. Hunter Hunter Biden, Hunter. Biden. I, would the love,
0: I would love Vice President Bo Biden resurrected <laughs> from the grave. It's yeah, a even miracle. Better. The evangelicals
1: would be in the bag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My little boy's back to life. That's a miracle.
1: They're like, <laughs> the, like, it, it seems like when you're as close to the levers of power as like the president is, if somebody close to you fails or gets in trouble for something, they don't get reprimanded. They get rewarded. Like It seems like every time something comes out where like, Hunter is like peddling influence to like Mm -hmm. foreign state actors, or he's bribing officials in other governments uh, for like preferential treatment or just getting a fucking bag, you know, respect where respect is due. Instead of like getting punished when he gets in trouble, they reward him. They're like, go to this like $7,000 a plate dinner. And then, and then when it was Trump, it was like whenever Jared Kushner did something like incredibly stupid. Trump's like, we've invented a new job for Jared. We've come <laughs> up with a new thing for Jared to do, okay, just to kind of occupy his time. He's already figured out all of the various switches and smiley faces in the busy box we gave him. <laughs> yeah. We told him he's a compliance
0: <laughs> officer. It's going to be at least
1: two weeks before he figures out what either of those words mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Jared Kushner was doing much worse stuff than Hunter ever did. Oh,
1: totally. You can't fail downwards in a political family dynasty. It, it, there's, the only option is to fail upwards. And mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. when you fail upwards like that Koch brother, he, you just end up making shirts.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. I feel maybe Hunter Biden saw that, the writing on the wall, and he was like, look, I'm always going to be a disappointment compared to my brother. My dad's going to be the president, or he's like a senator, vice president, whatever. Like, I'm destined to be a fail son, so I might as well lean into it. And that's why he does stuff like drive to Vegas smoking crack at 130 miles per hour. (laughs) Because he's just like, out of all the people on the planet who can do this and expect to face no repercussions, be able to keep having money to buy crack I can just do it. I can just do this. Like if that's if that's your Literally lot in life. You well... guys
1: named Hunter, yeah, like Hunter S. <laughs> Thompson, Hunter Biden. Who's next? Who are? Who's another famous Hunter that's going to get caught smoking crack at two hundred miles an hour? Do
0: you think Hunter Biden just like wakes up every morning and flexes in the mirror and he's like Chet Hanks could never, <laughs> Charlie Sheen <laughs> <Christine> could never. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> All of the famous fail sons who like had their moment, but like. Hunter just has been getting away with it for so long. Cause that's what I think is really engaging about the Hunter Biden story is that this isn't a pattern of behavior that just recently erupted. This is just like, we are finally getting the skinny on like probably a two decade pattern of substance abuse and various, you know, uh,
1: crimes of, of varying degrees of coolness. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing when you're, um, when you're, when you have siblings, the responsibility to like fulfill various siblings' roles is like uh, diminished, right? It's divided be- among the siblings. But when you're an only child, or you like your your sibling dies, like Hunter's brother did, you end up having to be both the fuck up and the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and Hunter has sort of fulfilled that role beautifully because not wait, wait. only is he smoking crack in the White House, like dry, you know driving 200 miles an hour uh fucking like underage prostitutes in a hotel in like Thailand or whatever but he's mm-hmm. also able to execute these incredible deals where he's making tens hundreds of millions of dollars for his dad by bribing officials in other governments and and peddling influence and straight up doing blackmail it rules i mm-hmm. honestly have nothing but respect for hunter <laughs> he's able to do he's able to do two things he's able to have it all <laughs>
0: Yeah, isn't, wait, isn't the prodigal son the one who fucks up and then, like, returns?
1: I've never I never think that's the, the, yeah. the
0: prodigal son.
1: I think yeah. the prodigal son is, when it's used sarcastically, sometimes the son is just a prodigy, which I would argue is the case for Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise prodigy. me if
2: Hunter just, like, runs for office at some point and uh, is like, look, I learned from all this, all my mistakes. I haven't smoked crack in, like, five weeks. Uh, put me in office. Also, wasn't, there's Rob Ford was like smoking crack while he was the mayor of Toronto. Right. Like, yeah, there's a pretty, like there, if you're, if you're doing other stuff that, you know, your political apparatus wants you to do, you can do a little drugs as a treat. I think it's fine.
0: RIP R. to a real one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rob Ford. Oh my God. What a legend. I mean, uh, sometimes my brain miscategorizes him as like a sketch comedy actor. Like I think <laughs> he's one of the kids in the hall extras. They would trot out sometimes. Yeah.
1: Uh <laughs> yeah, he's got Chris Farley as He was a big dude. Yeah. He's kind of like a Chris Farley character.
0: Yeah. Well, he also reminds me of like a lot of East Coast mayors that we have in the United States who are just like huge maniacs who just like tear all over town and like
1: <laughs> say the wildest shit
0: imaginable. But he, I feel like yeah, in Canada, he's kind of like a,
1: he's, a, he's like a nineties SNL sketch character. We got the <laughs> yeah. crack smoking mayor.
2: That is a good point, John. I feel like for some reason mayor is like a, a political office that like attracts big boys and like husky fellas and just sort of like larger than life characters. Cause, uh, the, that who's that guy who's like bald and is running for president and he was like the mayor of Pittsburgh or whatever?
0: Oh, you, you Fetterman, he was the mayor of Braddock oh, okay, and yeah. then he was the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah.
2: he's big. There's like J.B. Pritzker. That guy's Isn't he kind running of big, for too? president? No, no, no,
0: no I, I think he's running for Senate or he might've mm, okay. gotten elected to Senator. No, but, he's in the
2: okay, Senate. Okay. He's Yeah, he's in the he's Senate. Senate.
1: But the next cycle, he is undoubtedly running for president for 2020. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be so fun. <laughs> Can we just get like... Can we just get everybody who's up on the debate stage? None of them is able to say a complete sentence. That would make me so
2: happy. (laughs) Yeah, maybe some mud wrestling, some like big boy mud wrestling. If we got one of my
1: favorite things about guys like Fetterman and Biden and Trump to an extent is like these guys have boosters in the media. They have people writing glowing articles about them and you have to admire the complete like just absolute mental gymnastics that it takes to write something positive about like Fetterman or Trump or Biden. When they say something like they say a sentence that is, that would be like incomprehensible even to like a large language model trained on the entirety of human consciousness.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fetterman um, he's been in the news recently cause he just uh, he went to treatment for like depression, I guess. And uh, he's he got a lot of glowing write ups because he was like a big Bernie Sanders booster. Um, so I kind of get the impression that they want to run him is like the he's like the modern non-conventional kind of candidate because he's also been like super active in the Senate ever since he got uh, elected there. I think he set a fundraising record.
1: And he's for- like he's like the candidate for if you like Bernie Sanders, but you also huffed a ton of glue as like a teenager an early 20-something, a late 20-something, continue to huff glue throughout your 30s, and you're 42 and you still huff copious amounts of glue. <laughs> I mean, I used, to,
0: I used to wait on Fetterman when I worked at Starbucks because it was the closest one to Braddock uh, when he was the mayor, and uh, he's not a good customer. <laughs> I, that's <laughs> Most of what I know about him is that he likes uh, tomato paninis and uh, he's kind of
1: rude. He was once (laughs) caught writing fuck cops as his name on the Starbucks app. No, I mean, quite the opposite. He had that scandal where uh,
0: there was a black guy who jogged through his neighborhood and he thought he was like an intruder or something. And he ended up holding up this jogger at gunpoint. Yeah, it was like a big scandal. And they were like, this is your progressive mayor?
1: Yeah. The the Democrats were just like, what if we put George Zimmerman in the Senate, but he was also... (laughs) uh, redact yeah but he <laughs> liked bernie sanders somehow
2: yeah i feel like that's like the the litmus test for democrats to be like can we trust you to not betray us the way bernie sanders uh ruined hillary clinton's <laughs> life or whatever Is like have you ever held up a black guy at gunpoint because you thought he was invading your neighborhood if you've done that then you're racist enough that we don't think you'll be too far left and you fit in great in the modern democratic party
1: that's that's like uh fetterman's death star uh, you know, the vulnerability thing where if you shoot at the thing on the Death Star, the whole thing explodes. Mm. The Democrats will only put forth like a populist everyman candidate if he has that weakness where if they just shoot at it, he explodes, right? Mm. So if Ederman ever goes off script, if he ever he steps outside of the Democrat playbook, they immediately go with the media... Uh, like, blast every piece of media with the whole him h- holding up a black jogger, mm-hmm. uh, news story, and he's mm-hmm. done. That's his Death Star fatal weakness thing,
0: yeah. I mean, they could definitely get him on that. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dems did try to back him in any case, though, because he's like, uh, one of his other big issues that is that he's really huge on Israel, he loves Israel, oh, he's course. like. He did an interview with um, Jewish Insider where he said he's going to lean in and forge his own path on his unwavering commitment to bolstering ties between the U.S. and Israel. (laughs) So he's like not, he's not cool and good in like so many of the ways that Bernie Sanders at least was nominally kind of cool and good. Mm
2: -hmm. Man, that's going to be a tough struggle, being in U.S. politics, being in the Senate and trying to figure out how to support Israel. I mean, he's got his work cut (laughs) out for him. I don't know how he's going to do it
0: yeah it's hard out there for a guy in cargo shorts but he'll figure
2: it out <laughs> <laughs> oh man this this is totally off topic but did you guys see the tweet where this uh this girl said she works at subway and it was and was like it was five minutes to closing and a guy came in in the uh zelda shirt like the zelda like triforce outfit green shirt and then cargo shorts and didn't order anything oh, yeah, and it was yeah. just like i want to show you something funny and held up his phone with the uh dudes be like subway sucks my brother in christ you made the sandwich meme and showed it to her <laughs> she was like i had he, I, just, he just
1: came in to show her the just meme. walked
2: in to show them the meme because he was like they probably haven't seen it yet working at subway
1: they, you, wow. you just know that that like that guy for him He, like, planned that months in advance and is like, I'm (laughs) finally going to wife up the cute goth Subway sandwich artist.
0: (laughs) I mean, really, that seems like the kind of guy, like, every night before he goes to bed, he types what is sex into the Google search (laughs) bar and sits there for a second and then deletes it and goes
2: to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't want to find out. He wants to find out in person. He doesn't want to get spoiled. It's really scary. (laughs)
0: yeah <laughs> I mean imagine if you didn't know what sex was and you were old enough to
1: buy your own cargo shorts that would be a real predicament <laughs> the guy uh, the guy never figured out how to jack off because every time he opened a porn video he would get bored halfway through and open up his phone to family Guy funny moments <laughs>
2: Or Zelda speedruns or, think that you know, is, how to beat Ocarina of Time faster or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that is kind of a real thing that happens, particularly with, like, gaming, where people just get, like, so obsessed with gaming. They're like, I don't need to fuck. I just got a high score. And, like, honestly, <laughs> I don't I, – I've, I've rolled it around in my mind and I've searched my soul. And I don't have a problem with that. I salute you, gamers. Like, <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't feel like it's some kind of obligation. I mean, because this is what leads to weird uh, insults type behavior is that you're like well this is like a natural right that's being denied to me by society instead of mm-hmm. being like this is just an activity that like I can engage with if somebody else likes me enough to want to do it with me and see me naked so it's like if I work on myself a little bit maybe it'll happen I don't know it, it, it's it the healthy. Thing is like
1: <laughs> sometimes the girl working at subway is enough of like a freak that she finds that cute and then they end up getting married and having a lot of babies that they name stuff like Sephiroth, Zelda, Link, (laughs) etc.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a really offline subway employee and they're like, I genuinely have not seen that before. That's funny. People are always saying the sandwich sucks after they made it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do love people who are incredibly offline and you'll say something like from a meme and they'll be like, oh, is that from a TV show? And you're like, oh my God, wow, it's... (laughs) I've I haven't met somebody like this in quite a while. <laughs> What's your <laughs> opinion uh, of
1: South Park. Like <laughs> imagine like the brain of a normie, whose only exposure to memes is are the memes that Elon Musk. Retweets. Oh
2: no, <laughs> the oh, worst God. memes of all time. He literally paid billions of dollars basically to show people those memes. Like that was the main reason he oh. ha- he's on Twitter is to get more people to look kind at of his based, terrible posts. honestly.
0: I was at my buddy's uh, 4th of July event just uh, yesterday, and I was asking him if he had seen this thing on Twitter. And he was like, no, I joined Twitter like three days ago. Oh, wow. And, uh, it, it, it was like, hey, you should follow these accounts. So I just clicked follow on all of them. And then I saw Elon Musk tweet that he was limiting views, and I uninstalled the app. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, what's going on with that? Did they increase the limit? Are they back to normal yet? They, or are they still they, limiting people? They, they effectively it removed it.
0: Yeah, they've just been raising the view limit, and then they kind of stopped updating us. Like They were like, it's 4,000. Okay, I, or what was it? 400, and then it's 600, and then it's 1,000. And now it's just kind of like Twitter seems like it was a week ago again, basically.
2: Yeah, I haven't gotten any I warnings. Want to make it entirely clear.
1: That I, uh, instead of getting rate limited, I simply went outside and touched grass.
2: I mean, that's probably the smartest move. Yeah, I think I read a book instead of looking at my phone because I couldn't really read Twitter. Um, The problem is MFs say, touch grass, and then. They get poison ivy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened to you, John. You, you touched better. grass and it was the wrong move.
0: Yeah. I went out and I touched too much grass. I did an entire day's worth of fucking uh, yard work. And I found out that my lawnmower that I bought is uh, not so great when uh, the grass is like really densely clumped. I think oh, will shit. just, uh, it'll just, Stall out on you,
1: yeah. You got to get an electric lawnmower, or is it a gas lawnmower?
0: No, it's a gas lawnmower. Yeah, it's just oh, not a great goodness.
1: gas lawnmower. Yeah, there's, there's like a marketing thing where they're trying to get people to switch to electric lawnmowers, and they're just god awful.
0: Well, they would be fine if they built them to the same specs as the uh, gas ones, but they don't. They use building electric versions of things as a way to underpower them and then charge you more money than they would for the gas version
1: 100 percent. like uh mm-hmm. i was looking at i was at home depot and they were like blowing out these makita electric lawnmowers and like to the point where like makita tools all use the same battery so i like have a few batteries that i rotate in and out and uh the batteries are fucking expensive if you get the good ones mm-hmm. right they were blowing out these lawnmowers for like how much it would cost to just buy the two batteries it came with
2: Oh. So clearly
1: they're not popular enough to sell on
2: their own. <laughs> you should just buy them to get replacement batteries and then you could like sell the lawnmower on Craigslist for a little profit. Oh, guys Guys on the tool forums are straight up doing that. Like
1: like there's, there's forums for tools where people talk about that stuff. And there's guys that are straight up pro tip, just buy the batteries with the lawnmower and mm-hmm. throw the lawnmower out. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe the internet will be okay if like all the social medias are torpedoing themselves and then there's tool forums and people just talking about power tools. Like, we just need more forums for like different stuff and people will sort of like either gravitate towards those or just like gravitate away from the internet as it becomes more and more hostile as like an average user of social media. I know, I know
1: John's on the tool forums. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, always kind uh, of tool forums, though.
0: Arguing about lateralis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to log on to toolsucks.net and get into heated arguments with uh,
1: other tool fans. Well, speaking of a total tool, um, this is something that I've been paying very close attention to for a few weeks now. Um, Oh, is the Kentucky Derby coming up already? (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, Speaking of a total tool, Vladimir Zelensky is claiming that Russia is going to blow up the, and I know I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, Zaporizhzhia nuclear power plant. Um, so basically what happened was when Russia, uh, you know, did their offensive, they occupied this nuclear power plant and uh, they're, I believe they are withdrawing, right? And they've been running it and and basically like protecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Russian side of this is they did, they were occupying this power plant because they thought the Ukrainians were going to, sabotage it and blame it on the Russians and use it as uh fodder to fundraise for more foreign aid and the Ukrainians on their side are saying well we think that the Russians m- placed mines and explosives to blow up their own power plant which makes no sense whatsoever mm-hmm. but what i think is going on is this is all just a big psyop in order for uh the Ukrainians to basically blame I, I think somebody's going to blow up this power plant and Ukraine and Russia and, and the West and NATO are all going to use it as a reason to push exactly what they want to do, which in the case of Ukraine and the West and NATO is invoke article five of NATO so that they can go into straight out, all out world war three with Russia and possibly let fucking nukes fly. So I am very concerned about this, and I've been watching it very closely.
0: This is uh, what the whole Nord Stream bombing was a dry run for, right? Because uh, the United yes. States and NATO were basically like, uh, and Ukraine were like, we're worried Russia is going to blow up the Nord Stream, and, and Russia and- and, and and Russia and everybody else was like, that doesn't make a lick of sense. Why would? Why on earth would they do that? And then it blew up. And then everyone was like, "We think that was probably the United States." And then, like two weeks later, we got
1: confirmation. <laughs> yeah, and and, and the, then and remember and then, the dam, the yeah, dam yeah. that that blew up and flooded, and 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 like, so why the fuck would the Russians blow up the dam? Why the fuck would the Russians blow up Nord Stream? Right? You can you can disagree with things that Putin has done it's without aligning with Ukraine and NATO when they're doing saber rattling and basically trying to escalate a conflict into all-out war, dragging the West and, and, and basically all of Europe and the United States into this global conflict that it's going to see millions dead, potentially. You can, you can disagree with Putin on things and also not wholeheartedly just buy into the lies that Zelensky and NATO and, and the, the American government, like Biden's in, in on this like whole hog, you don't have to buy into that, it, it, just just because you know you, you like everybody's bad here,
0: basically. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm basically of the opinion that uh, the world leader with the best take on the war right now is Lula, who said in an interview, "We don't want to join the war.
1: We want to end it." Yeah, base. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm tired of fucking. I'm tired of everything here being fucking expensive and all of our tax dollars going to line the pockets of Ukrainian oligarchs and and weapons manufacturers.
2: Mm-hmm. When was the uh, yeah. the dam explosion? Because uh, that seems like very much a precursor, like you were saying, Todd, that it's like the dam exploded. I think that was like
1: a month or two ago.
2: Yeah, because it seems like similar stories from both sides where Ukraine is like, clearly Russia did this and, and Russia is like, this seems like Ukraine did this as a false flag to blame stuff on us, which is like, it's totally possible yeah. that Russia blew it up, but it like seems very suspicious. Like it definitely would make more, like at least as much sense that Ukraine did it because it's like, They stand to gain more military aid from the West whenever something bad is like done by Russia. So it's like if they could just blow something up and then be like, hey, we need a bunch more planes and weapons and stuff then they have a lot of incentive to do that.
0: Yeah, well, Well. well, well what's interesting about the dam is that uh, the evidence supposedly that Russia blew it up comes from Ukraine's security service
2: who said they intercepted a telephone call. They
1: <laughs> found okay? a dang passport on the
2: ground. <laughs> <laughs> a phone call? That's their whole evidence? That's interesting. Yeah.
1: But uh, the the nuclear plant makes no sense because the prevailing winds right now would blow the fucking nuclear fallout into Russia. Yeah, why would Russia blow up the nuclear plant? Also, if they it control it, if it's them to get the fallout.
2: If if you, if you control an asset or like a location or whatever, wouldn't it make more sense to like hold it and use it for your own benefit than to just blow it up for no reason? I don't really see the logic.
1: I think yeah. Russia is looking to strategically. Uh, just withdraw from either that region or the power plant in general. Mm -hmm. I'm not like an expert on this shit, but I think they basically just wanted to make a, a graceful exit from controlling the power plant. And Zelensky is using this as an opportunity to do a false flag.
0: Well, one of the things that's been interesting about this conflict is that you have these publications coming out from both sides in the English press where you have uh, outlets that are more friendly to NATO who are like, Russia was unprepared for this war and it's not going as well as they'd hoped. And then you have outlets that are more friendly to Russia who are like, Ukraine is not prepared for this war and it's going worse than the West had hoped. And I'm getting the sneaking suspicion that both of those things actually do happen to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this whole thing has basically just been a debacle for everybody involved. But we yeah. do have a statement mm-hmm. from Russia's UN ambassador, Vaseline Nebenzia, who says that he wrote to UN Security Council and Secretary General Antonio Guterres and said, quote, we do not intend to blow up this nuclear power plant. We have no intention <laughs> of doing so. Which I love it when you say something and then you put a comma and you say the same thing again, a little different, just to be absolutely fucking clear.
1: <laughs> meanwhile, right? Meanwhile, they blame the Nord Stream on the Russians when literally like months before, Biden was at a press conference saying, if the Russians don't, st- or if, if the Germans don't stop the Nord Stream, if they keep buying gas from the Russians, we will put a stop to it, all right? Yeah. It's fucking obvious, and if you believe anything that the U.S. intelligence apparatus, their client states, Zelensky, anybody in NATO, the U.N., any of these fucking ghouls, if you believe anything they say, you're a fucking fool and a rube and a mark, mm-hmm. and you deserve to be fucking nuclear annihilated. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that I mean, far. I mean, Okay, okay, okay. Maybe <laughs> that's...
2: You deserve it if your job is to be a journalist And you, and yes. you, and you republish the shit that they say Credulously
1: We want complete yeah. journalist nuclear annihilation But yeah. just the journalists We're going to save Seymour Hirsch
0: We're going to save The people who work for Labor Notes I am
1: running out of people I can think of. And like one or, <laughs> one or two guys that work at Pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll need someone to write about music. Imagine post-apocalyptic music. Like, you don't have any electricity. It's basically just banging rocks together and, like, a broken piano. You, have you guys ever seen that uh, video of, like, I think it was probably in, like, Eastern Europe somewhere after, like, a conflict, and there was just a stand-up piano in, like, a courtyard, and a soldier in full tactical gear is playing it.
2: I don't think so.
0: (laughs) I mean... I I remember seeing that, and people were like, wow, humanity survives even in a war zone. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, how horrific it would be if I crawled out of a bomb shelter after like six days with no food, wiping blood from the corners of my eyes. And what is greeting me as I crest the hill there yonder? But a guy in full tactical gear just ripping out maple leaf
1: rag, like, what
0: if it's
1: like, it's like eerie silence. The smoke is falling. the The guy, the like Tarkov looking like stalker soldier guy, walks up to this piano in a deserted, bombed out courtyard, and he just plays. Yeah, <laughs> like, old time rock and roll by Bob. C. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, a lot of soldiers are Zoomers I mean, now, right? So what if they start playing like a hundred GEX on the piano or something? And they're like, you don't get the full effect if it's not a synth, but it's pretty good.
0: Well, you know, it. It, it's like I remember being in, like, high school and getting into internet culture with my friends, a couple of whom ended up going and doing tours in, like, Iraq and Afghanistan. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, like, I know for a fact that one of those fucking assholes is standing around in the middle of the desert with, like, a gun and a rucksack and everything, just singing the fucking Numa Numa song <laughs> and being <laughs> annoying <laughs> as hell. Hell, yeah. yeah.
2: Just millennial things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my war crimes friend is really into neon cat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, that is kind of how we operated the green zone, right? Yeah. <laughs> the green zone was just like we brought in McDonald's and video games, and then also memes. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: imagine being like a an in, Iraqi in teenager, and you and you're like you 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 you're like running out in the street because you you uh, you know made like a fucking origami or like a cookie or something for the U S troops. And they just flatten you with the, with their Humvee. And on the side, the last thing you see as the, the tires of the Humvee crush your body is a Nyan cat spray painted onto the side of the Hummer.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's basically just an updated version of the born to kill helmet from full metal jacket. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, but okay, actually getting back to the nuclear power plant a little bit, uh, I have some concerns about like what even is the military efficacy of targeting a nuclear facility because nuclear facilities don't like it. I'm not a nuclear scientist, but my understanding is that it's actually quite hard to get the nuclear material to go boom. It's much easier to get it to go into a full meltdown mode where it's, uh, constant temperature rate simply exceeds the capacity of whatever coolant you're using, which is usually seawater, to keep yeah. it down to the to the appropriate level.
1: Yeah, I think, well, first off, there is, uh, there's no strategic benefit that I can think of for Russia to do it, but there is a significant strategic benefit for Ukraine to do it in some sort of false flag in order for NATO to invoke Article 5, in order to supercharge the funding that they get mm-hmm. from uh, foreign aid. Um, but i agree with you i don't think that they want to i don't the nuclear plants are probably they probably figured out let's not design the nuclear plant so it can go boom like chernobyl (laughs) but you can still melt it down if you fuck with it enough but i think that what uh what is what is probably going to happen is that they're just going to put a bunch of fucking tnt and blow it up for the fallout
0: yeah i guess yeah you just do like a like literally uh, taking a magnesium strip that I have for lighting my thermite on fire and running a really, really long wick to the reactor. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah basically.
0: Hey, if it works, it works. <laughs> I don't think it will work. That's the thing. It's like, I, I think if you want to effectively sabotage a nuclear facility, you ha- you either have to like create an enormous uh, problem for its, its functionality in terms of cooling while it's actively operating and before anybody has a chance to hit the emergency shutdown switch or you have to basically plant an absurd amount of explosives in the building yeah makes sense or i guess you could shell it with tanks but that's a little obvious like i feel like people would be able to tell who did it if you do that so (laughs) i feel like you're kind of
2: close too like aren't you close enough to the fallout if you can shoot it with a tank
1: yeah for real That's why I think this is going to be just a PSYOP. I don't think there's going to be an actual like nuclear meltdown or international incident. Um, If there is, and I'm wrong, then we have bigger things to worry about. Um, But I think it's going to result in a lot of saber rattling and finger pointing. I don't think we're going to see the big one. I don't think nukes are going to fly. So there's no reason to like panic and fucking get in your car and drive to the woods outside of any major metropolitan areas. I already live there. (laughs) But I think the the media is going to to use this as an opportunity to whip people up into a panic and frenzy like they always do. And
0: and meanwhile, like the United States is kind of going back and forth on whether or not we want to send cluster bombs over to Ukraine. Everybody's favorite weapon from Worms Armageddon, one of (laughs) the most powerful items in the game. What is this? An ad read? <laughs> yeah, this this episode is sponsored by Worms Armageddon, a PlayStation One game that came out in two thousand and two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's on sale in the Steam sale right now for one dollar, probably. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> who fucking knows? Yeah. I'm surprised if it got ported. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, these yeah. these cluster bombs are apparently like an international war crime to use unless you are the United States, Russia, Ukraine, or Israel, right?
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> wow, that you gotta rules. love this it's kind of so shit. So convenient that. It's so convenient that uh, not only is the law on our side, but also we're morally right if we use those weapons.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always wild to be reminded of like how strong American military propaganda is in the U.S., that it's like Joe Biden is considering giving a country something that like, over 100 countries around the world have signed onto a treaty saying we don't think that these should be used in war because they can kill civilians. And it probably mm-hmm. won't even really be a scandal. Like Most people won't know about it. It's just kind of just like business as usual there's not really any reporting about it like it's kind of just mentioned offhand in this hill article that it's like mostly talking about how they're going to blow up the the, uh, nuclear power plant and uh yeah it's crazy i mean it's like it's not like the rest of the world is really a huge fan of us and like stuff like this is just one of the many millions of reasons why but we've done such a good job of just like burying these kind of activities and like disagreement with the rest of the world that it's like your average person has no idea that it's happening
0: well, and it's, it's not just any country signing on to this. Like, it's UK, France, and Germany, three of the most famously
1: bloodthirsty countries in the history of the world. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of the United States, because you'd think, with any other country, our goodwill had would have run out by now. But we're the motherfucking United States, bitch. That's the only thing we make anymore,
0: is international goodwill. And by God, we enforce it with violence. That's
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess that's the thing, isn't it? People always have to worry about getting on our bad side. So they don't want to complain when we do evil shit. And then in the US, it's the same way. Like reporters are all basically just like, especially on anything regarding foreign policy or the military. Like your job is just a, a being a transcriber. Someone sends you an email or a press mm-hmm. release or whatever. You transcribe it and you release it. And maybe you like have an expert on, which just means somebody who used to work in that industry to like say what they think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah so so listener keep your eyes open for articles about this uh this nuclear plant and ask yourself when you're reading these articles this stuff that comes out these news reports whatever ask what is the agenda of the person who is feeding this information to this media outlet what do they want to happen as far as uh you know global policy and strategic objectives and don't just take it at face value. You really have to dig into it and make sure that you like take into account who really stands to benefit here. Well,
0: you know, and you should also consider that this could possibly be a long-term campaign by the Russians to smear Hunter Biden for his
2: involvement in <laughs> Ukraine. Yeah, they know if if he becomes president, he would side with Ukraine because of his past involvement there and uh mm-hmm. they can't handle that. So they have to make sure like he would become president really easily otherwise. So they have to make sure they keep his name in the mud, drag him down for crimes that no one else would even get in trouble for and uh you know, generally besmirch a good man.
1: It is tough to like not fall into like QAnon stuff, but when you dig into the shit that Hunter Biden really has done and received no more than like a slap on the wrist for, it is insane, the naked corruption on display, like like, but with direct involvement of the president of the United States. It's absolutely
0: wild. According to this NBC News article, and this is from back in May, but uh, from 2013 to 2018, And I'll remind you, Euromaidan happened in Ukraine in 2014, one year into this uh, time period. Hunter Biden and his company brought in about $11 million via his roles as an attorney and board member with a Ukrainian firm accused of bribery and his work with a Chinese businessman now accused of fraud. And the documents (laughs) and the analysis – and according to this article, which don't show what he did to earn millions from his Chinese <laughs> partners, raise questions about national security, business uh, business ethics, and potential legal exposure. Which is so funny because, like, the reason they want you to be worried about Hunter Biden smoking crack is because if they actually do dig into what he did in Ukraine, it's an indictment not just of, like the Bidens or the Democrats, but of the entire military apparatus that we have going right now.
1: (laughs) Now, Your Your Honor, I may be nothing but a simple crack smoking lawyer, but I do (laughs) declare that these business dealings in the Ukraine are entirely legitimate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a good point, John. It's like the Republicans' Fox News set, like they specifically want to take Hunter Biden down for only his... You know, victimless crimes like smoking crack and uh, paying sex workers for their time and, uh, and speeding. I think if you don't hit anyone, that counts as a victimless crime, right? Driving while under the influence.
1: How is, how is patronizing an underage sex worker a victimless? crime? <laughs> I'm not talking though. about the
2: underage on. one if that happened. I'm just talking about the you know, you know the ones in the the laptop whatever the adult ones in yeah. Las Vegas.
0: I've seen the photos. I think those are all adults. But, you know, I wouldn't put it past any fail son of a politician. No, so not we'll at just all. just leave that out there as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hunter Biden was 100% doing Epstein type shit. Except more sloppy than Epstein. <laughs> he was trying to do it on, his, on, his, on his, his own. Yeah. was sloppy.
2: Yeah, I mean, Epstein had the sloppiness of, like, thinking that you're untouchable, which he was until he wasn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like it, with, with Hunter Biden though, it's like Chet Hanks energy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's like the amped up to a billion version of just like doing the like uh, Patois voice in an interview, but he's <laughs> like, he's taking photos of himself smoking crack and driving 176 miles per hour. And I just, you know, there's a practical element to this too, where I have to wonder like, is there any universe where the son of the president, former vice president and lifetime Senator doesn't realize that f- things that happen on phones are permanent. <laughs> like that, yeah. that shit just does eventually come
1: out. Well, the, the thing with Biden is like, how do we know that he's really senile? He might just be playing up the senility oh, this is in fun. order to get away yeah. with this stuff. Like, I hope might, that's true. He might It'd be, be awesome. sharp as a tack underneath that facade, you, right?
0: You, you've just written the most compelling alternate history of the United States. <laughs> All of these hack <laughs> authors who are like, what if the Nazis won? Fuck you. What if Joe Biden can speak? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh yeah maybe there's a market for that from the same guys who wrote those like obama and biden are best friends solving a mystery books that were just like (laughs) based on fucking twitter memes like they should do one of those but it's like they're solving mysteries currently while joe biden is like he pretends to be senile so it's like time for joe biden's nap and that's when he puts on a, a disguise and is out there solving mysteries on the streets
1: Yeah, He's 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 actually like super – he's one of those super fit old guys that does triathlons mm -hmm. and he's like in full cat burglar garb like sneaking into the Oval Office after hours to steal a bag of crack that uh, Hunter Biden left.
0: This is just, this bit is literally, what if Stewie Griffin was old instead of a baby? (laughs) This is literally just like, what if there was an evil baby, but it was a really old man. And like, we have so many of those running around. I don't even know if it qualifies as a bit.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. I got another one for you guys. Speaking of taking out the trash. Uh, really? Which is what the hazmat team did when they discovered Hunter Biden's baggie of crack in the Oval Office. Wait, did <laughs> they call in a hazmat team for a
2: bag of drugs? They literally did. Yeah, there was, it like was a. Because it was like white powder, thing. right? So they're like, it's probably anthrax. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is always mailing us anthrax.
1: Which is like, didn't W, not W, the original Bush, the first Bush, didn't he bring a bag of crack into the Oval Office to do a PSA
2: video? He oh, did. Yeah. Or he, he specifically he had them speech. Yeah, he had his uh his aide specifically find and purchase some crack cuz I think he was he was trying to be like you could walk right outside the White <laughs> House and buy crack and then you couldn't easily so they had to like go find it and so they like specifically found like a teenager and were like we really need to buy some crack and then bought crack and then arrested him for it uh, all for show. It was fucking insane. Look, I think
1: I think this just goes to show that our chemical safety standards have improved a lot since uh, George H.W. Yeah. Bush was in office. There are so many photos of
0: H.W. holding this bag of crack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a whole while. Imagine being the unpaid White House intern in like 1988 or whatever that had to go buy crack. And you, like, <laughs> you, you get caught in like a drug bust. And like it's just D.C. cops that have no idea you work at the White House. And you're like, no, 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 no. The president told me to do this. <laughs> it's okay. I have a note from the president that says I'm allowed to buy crack. It's also
0: so funny because, like, why did they subcontract it out to the street when you could have easily just called up the CIA and been like, hey, we need some crack. And the CIA is like, how many kilos? Like,
1: <laughs> no, That's the thing. The CIA only had that pure as fuck Colombian fucking nose gack. The the crack was like subcontracted out to DuPont. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. They didn't they didn't need the drugs. They needed like the the unfortunate teenager selling the drugs so they could put him in jail as a show of force.
0: That's awesome. I love living in a nineteen eighties police state.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I I didn't mean to
1: get us off on a tangent. Um speaking of taking out the trash. Uh, Taylor Swift is apparently under fire because she had to pay over $3,000 in fines because her trash was just piling up in front of her house in New York City. If I was
0: obscenely rich, I would probably just throw my trash on the front lawn. I, I don't see a reason why not
1: to. <laughs> it seems, well, well, yeah, to it be fair, like, to rich people... Yeah, fines are just the cost of doing business. Taylor Swift reportedly pulled in like half of a billion dollars off of the era's tour. Mm-hmm. So what is 3000 bucks to have her trash hauled away by the city? Yeah. Her trash
0: is probably worth 3000 bucks. I bet if you went and picked <laughs> it up yourself yeah, yeah. and sold it on the fucking internet, you'd make a mint. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. I
2: have, I've seen a theory, like granted this is from Swifties, so it's like, you know, this is probably a little biased, but that uh, a lot of the trash is just from like, paparazzi and like obsessed fans that are waiting outside of her house and like dropping trash on the sidewalk. And then she ends up getting in trouble for that it, Makes sense. which I would make sense. Showing yes.
0: Taylor Swift, my appreciation by leaving Mentos and juicy <laughs> fruit wrappers everywhere.
1: <laughs> I, I was, it was like uh it was like perishable food items that she never finishes because she always has to leave on tour. Mm-hmm. By the time she comes back from tour, they're all the perishable food items of all perish. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, she never finishes a sour cream or a carton of eggs. So they, they're just <laughs> piling up out there. I, I, I wonder, also love the idea that maybe like
0: she goes out to get her mail and there's a crowd of adoring fans. and They're like, Taylor, we love you. And she just gets pelted with hardy's bag.
2: <laughs> and then no one picks them up. And then she has to foot the yeah. bill. Yeah. I wonder how much she makes uh, renting her house out on Airbnb while she's on tour. Like if she's not using it, you could just like you can probably make a little bit of money renting your penthouse on Airbnb. Isn't that a thing with the band, the bare naked ladies, They people throw craft dinner at them. <laughs> I've never
1: heard of that. <laughs> cause there's that song. That's like, if I had a million dollars, we wouldn't have to eat crap. Oh dinner. yeah. Right. But we would eat we craft eat more. dinner.
0: We'd just eat more.
1: And so with I, I'm sure really there's fancy like a,
0: ketchup Dijon uh, ketchup.
1: I'm sure yeah. there's like a, a Swiftie, um, like, cause the Swifties all have like fucking it's, it's literally like liturgy. It's like, it's like going to a sermon, like, like you, you, you open up the like brochure that says oh, when th- the various, the th- various parts of like a
0: church service is. And it's I thought like, you meant the ambient black metal band liturgy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: like I, the real like concept. The Swifties, it, it has literally become a religion for Swifties. Um, I've seen some of this on TikTok. The Swifties, basically they have like call and responses for every song. So it's so going to see a Taylor Swift show is very much like a Catholic mass. So I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if there's, like, one song where they're supposed to, like, throw an item of trash or, like, a food item (laughs) at Taylor for some reason, for some stupid lyric.
0: Yeah, she's about to play a song that you've never heard before. And so it's really important that you kneel down and look at the pew in front of you. You can pull a bar out so that the floor doesn't hurt your knees during the set. (laughs) I mean, I remember the first time I ever went to a fucking Catholic wedding. I was like, man, this is involved. There is a lot of audience participation. (laughs) Like, are they going to do crowd work? Because I have sit, standed, and knelt probably 13 fucking times already.
1: Instead of wine and wafers, Taylor Swift fans take SSRIs and drink pink strawberry dreams monster.
0: <laughs> that shit has exploded on me in the back of my snack truck so many times. I don't know what it is about the pink monster. They pressurize those cans like they're going to send them into fucking space. It's <laughs> like you so much as like accidentally look at one of those things for too long and it sprays pink fucking a uh, fake sugar drink in your face for you know 20 30 seconds <laughs> i try to once. it's pretty fucking good dude <laughs> i can't get behind that stuff man <laughs> if i'm gonna do fruit flavors i stick to citrus and i make exceptions for cherry sometimes
2: mm, interesting i feel like cherry ends up tasting like medicine sometimes like the crossover mm-hmm. can happen but yeah i feel like the best is like citrus i mean like the goat flavor for stuff is uh, a grapefruit in my opinion a little bit of sour, a little bit of complexity. That's the best uh Jarritos flavor I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, grapefruit is like underrated. Although if if for the Jarritos, I usually get tamarind just cuz like not a lot of stuff in the United States comes in tamarind yeah. and it's a fun treat. I still never tried oh, that yeah, tamarind that one. It, well. it looks good. It is. It's delicious. Um, well speaking so, of people who probably eat a lot of fucking candies, probably drink a lot of
1: strawberry monster. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, this is a this is a furry gamer, right? So this is probably somebody who drinks a lot of Squirt, the number 1 grapefruit <laughs> soda. Wait, um, a gamer who is also a furry? Yeah. No way. Son, <laughs> I know. Sonic Fox really breaking <laughs> barriers here. <laughs> um so this is an article in The Verge saying a troll challenged the world's greatest Mortal Kombat player and it goes about how you'd expect And so people have been gearing up for EVO, which is like the big fighting games convention that happens every year. And uh, somebody got a really bright idea to be like, you know what, actually, I think I'd like to challenge Dominique Sonic Fox McLean, who is the six-time EVO championship uh, holder across five different titles and unequivocally one of the best fighting game players to ever pick up a stick. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Sonic Fox is like Muhammad Ali... On the sticks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking insane in fighting separate. games.
1: Yeah. So uh, apparently this Twitter user Brayden
0: Ninja was unaware of this uh, and decided to challenge Sonic Fox to a uh, to a game of Mortal Kombat. And Sonic Fox was tweeting about uh, their excitement at participating in a celebrity chess tournament hosted by chess.com, which I play on sometimes. I love getting my ass kicked at chess. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. Where... Uh, Sonic Fox is apparently also pretty good at chess and thought they had a good chance to win the tournament. And then brayden Ninja uh, quote tweets, because Sonic Fox tweeted, also, I am 1800 ELO, so I think I have a real chance of winning the whole thing lol. And then Brayden Ninja says, "This is the MF who defeated some of the greatest players. Ha! I have 11 years of fighting game experience. I would beat MF, breaks off your ass, teabag your goofy ass, and send it <laughs> to low-tier god. You ain't shit." <laughs> I feel like an AI wrote this, or this like someone so actively having a stroke.
2: Sit-talking. Yeah, I mean, if he could have um, backed it up, it would have been, like, legendary. And you guys at least got to give him props for, like, talking talking smack on Twitter when you probably have no followers and then getting challenged yeah. and not backing down. Like, I'm sure he realized he would lose, but he was like, well, I kind of have to do it or I look like even more of a bitch.
0: Yeah, so Sonic Fox quote tweeted and said, money match me in MK11. If I lose, I'll give you 10,000, and if I win, you have to become a furry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd take that bet because it would. You'd have to pay me a lot more than ten grand to become a furry. Here's what's interesting: so is that to be being a furry. a furry
0: costs more than ten thousand. Ten thousand <laughs>
1: barely covers the cost of a fur yeah. yeah, you need to and pay not for a the quality fursuit. one. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Not not one with that wipes your ass for you. The good ones. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, this
1: guy got absolutely ruined. Like, oh, yeah, crushed. Like he got dunked on. He got fucking pooped on. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what else would <but laughs> happen. By Sonic Fox.
0: Well, this would be like I've just been playing Scrabble a little bit recently and kind of getting into like the whole Scrabble scene. They have a whole Elo ranking, just like chess does. That's crazy. Um, and this would be like if I went on Twitter and I was like, I could take Nigel Richards any day. Nigel Richards <laughs> is a little baby, and I have been playing Scrabble <laughs> since I was a teenager. And it's just like, yeah, I think in probably four moves, Nigel Richards is going to reach a uh, a lead that is totally impossible for me to overtake
1: (laughs) the best part about this article (laughs) competitive scrabble is
2: kind of crazy right like because people that just like learn all these really obscure words that are like Mm -hmm. high scoring or really useful or just like they have this like huge library of uh strategic words to use they're not just like playing for fun thinking of like words they actually use in their day-to-day life no yeah one of the really big
0: scrabble guys i don't remember his name um I think it might have been David Eldar, but I'm not sure. One of the really big Scrabble guys is known for studying words constantly to the point Mm -hmm. where he keeps his phone and like index cards with him while he drives. And he actively studies words out of the dictionary while he is driving his car. Hell yeah. Um, which is an insane thing to do. Do not do that. But um <laughs> yeah, definitely unless you're
1: really good at driving while doing other things.
0: <laughs> yeah. But there's a YouTube channel that I follow where one of the top 10 Scrabble players has been doing like Scrabble history, going over some of the craziest games, especially featuring Nigel Richards and Brian Capoletto, who are like the two true gods of Scrabble and it's it's more interesting than you think it's going to be. Also, the level at which they're playing the physical strategy of the board and getting like triple words and double letters and stuff on really critical Mm -hmm. tiles is magnificent. I mean, it is truly a sight to behold.
1: Hell yeah. Um, My favorite uh, part of this Verge article describes the end of the, the grudge match between Sonic Fox and Brayden. Uh, It, uh, it reads, Typically, in Mortal Kombat tournament matches, the winner will forego performing fatalities. It's time consuming and generally considered bad manners, kind of like in sports, it's poor taste to excessively gloat over a defeated opponent instead of shaking their hand and congratulating them on a good game. But Sonic Fox didn't just perform a fatality. First, they performed a mercy, a move that spares a defeated opponent and revives them with a bit of health so the fight can continue. (laughs) Then Sonic Fox quickly beat that health away before pausing the game, casually flipping through the control menu to find the input for a fatality move they liked, then performed that fatality on Brayden Ninja's helpless avatar. (laughs) The That's ultimate humiliation. humiliation.
0: That's like literally if you challenged a pro basketball player and they didn't just dunk on you, but they only dribbled between their legs <laughs> the entire game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they like specifically dunked on you and knocked you down because they're so much huger than you and then helped you back up only so they could do it again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So I oh, I didn't mean that, it that
0: time. Just kidding. And then you and then you fucking shatter the backboard.
1: <laughs> so I believe that the latest is that the guy who lost has not yet posted a picture of himself dressed up as a fursona, but he has apparently been assigned a fursona by the community and dozens of pieces of art, of fan art of him as a duck and Sonic Fox as the dog from Duck Hunt have been posted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel like he should at least get to pick his uh, his persona if he has to be a furry.
0: I mean, I get it. If you don't, if you don't hold up your end of the bargain, they're like, guess
1: what, buddy? You're a fucking duck. I don't know what you would have <laughs> picked, but we're pretty sure it's not this. Uh, maybe it's like a joke that he didn't duck during the fight or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Mm, yeah, hell yeah. All well, I'm you know is what? Don't challenge professional fighters to a fight that you cannot possibly win you know this is I actually mean, i i'm actually a little worried for my own safety now because if everybody i'd ever talked shit to on twitter challenged me to a grudge match in a, a fighting game or sport of their choice i would be fucking dead <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is that
0: this guy came in on Sonic Fox's territory and was like, I'll beat you at the game you're known for. That's just some silly shit. But if you yeah. put out a general claim and you're like, I'm a really good gamer and someone else is like, no, no, you're not. And then you pick a game that like neither of you are familiar with or that you're both very familiar with. That's a whole different kind of like
1: shoot and match, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like that time that I challenged BP listeners to snipers-only Halo 1 blood gulch and then kick their asses.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, true. If anybody wants to come at me on Bloons TD Battles, I'll (laughs) fucking
1: demolish you. Hell yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to go all get demolished on a crack that we found in our house. Speak for yourself. (laughs) I'm drinking Labatt Blue.
2: I found it in the White House, so it's got to be good. If it's good enough for Joe Biden (laughs) and Bo Biden... Hunter Biden. Why do I keep thinking he's his dead brother? Hunter Biden. If it's good enough for Hunter Biden, it's good enough for me.
0: Yeah. If it's good enough for my father, Hunter Biden, it's good enough for (laughs) me. Well, (laughs) thank you all so much for listening. Uh, This has been your Beep Beep Lettuce. You can check out the host's other shows. Mine is Work Stoppage. Brin's is Generation Lost. Todd has a shop. It's called Doomer.shop. And as always, we love you. Stay high. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Beep on, y'all.